Welcome back to Real Life No Filter. In today's episode, I am very excited to be speaking to Evans, a student and a budding entrepreneur who is working very hard to be the change he wants to see in the world. So without giving too much away, let's head on to hear his story. So hi, Evans. Um, Thanks for joining me. Hi, Leila. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here today. Thanks for having me here. Mm, And you're joining us all the way from Canada, right? That's right. From Canada, Toronto. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, that's cool. So I think let's start off with what are you, like, tell us a bit about yourself. What are you studying currently? Uh, okay, that's that's an interesting question because, uh, okay, officially, officially, uh, I'm studying electrical engineering. Mm. So I'm currently following my master's in electrical and power systems engineering at the African Leadership College, uh, that's in Mauritius. Uh, but again, it's, it's a mix of a lot of things because uh, before getting into electrical engineering, I was actually doing civil engineering and then I, I had to drop out at some point because yeah. uh, there were some things that I was not feeling myself. So I was like, nah, let me let me see what else I can do. So I ended up doing electrical uh, engineering, which is what I'm currently studying. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. So you wanted to just like step back and reevaluate what you want sort of because okay. also the the environment in which i was studying wasn't like giving me like a lot of opportunities for growth uh, i mean personal growth so uh for me it felt like it would be maybe spending five years doing something that is not as fulfilling as i want it to be okay. so i had to take that step back and then like okay let's try to explore other alternatives and perhaps i ended up finding electrical engineering to even be more interesting okay no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is engineering your passion or what? what is there something else that you're really passionate about? Yeah, engineering, yeah, it is my passion because, uh, of course, I, I, I really have uh, a knack for, like, problem solving, sort of. And uh, in high school, I, I identified, like, uh, science subjects to be more oriented towards addressing, like, problems in society, like, creating solutions by applying, like, theoretical principles. So I found that engineering was sort of matching that vibe. So it's like, okay, this is something that I want to do. That's something that I will really want to explore and see how best I can use it to address, uh, I mean, there are a lot of challenges in society today. So I think it's it's, it's a passion in in itself, yeah. Yeah, okay. So just Mm. building on that, the challenge in society. So I know that you've started your own app, right? You've taken a bit of an internet entrepreneurial is the <laughs> bit of a tongue twister <laughs> um, yeah. journey and you started your own your own app yeah yeah yeah. That. Uh, yeah so currently i am on my second startup uh which oh. is more around mobility okay. right so yeah so currently we are addressing one of the major challenges in the healthcare space which is access to uh, fast and reliable transportation services to get people to health centers, right? Because, of course, the the notice or the reality is that you, I don't know, for your case in South Africa, but uh, when I was mapping the continent, I saw that on average, you can wait like about 90 minutes, sometimes two hours for an ambulance to get to you in case of an emergency. Mm. And uh, that gets really, really tricky when you're talking about someone that needs to have quick access to healthcare services. 
So the way we plan to address this solution is mostly by building a smart mobility platform that uh, mostly like connects uh, first aid trained taxi drivers that like does drivers that we train in-house okay. and then uh, connect them with people having uh, minor medical emergencies to uh, ease their access to health centers. In that way, we are like trying to reduce that time from like two hours to get it to about 15 minutes, which at least is closer to what is recommended by organizations like the World Health Organization. Yeah, so that's the that's the startup that I'm working on currently. Yeah, and yeah. that's so also part also of the reason. Saving lives, yeah. right? Um, yeah. The quicker the response time, the quicker people can get the treatment they need. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah, you. that's part of <laughs> <laughs> No, wow, I would have never thought of that. That's a, hu a huge societal impact. Um, yeah. Yeah. And is this, yeah. I guess, limited to one country, or I guess it's something that you're thinking can be replicated in a lot of countries on the African continent? Yeah, for now, we have run the pilot in, in Mauritius, uh, but next year, the, the idea is to go to Rwanda. So we've really like, done some moves there, or say some strategic moves in Rwanda in terms of uh, getting sort of confirmations from the Rwandan Ministry of Health. Uh, trying to see how we can come with that particular solution in the country. And of course, the, the idea is to expand across major African countries. We have identified South Africa, we've identified Kenya, mm -hmm. Cameroon, Nigeria. So okay. those are the countries that we're planning to, we're planning to uh, expand the product to, depending on how fast and how far we go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a solution that is cross-border because I mean, the problem is also as huge. Yes, of course, yeah. No, that is a, that's brilliant, hey? That's really brilliant. Um, you say this Thank is you. your second startup, so you, you have something that you've, like your first project um, that you've kicked oh. Yeah, my first startup, okay, it got disintegrated uh, because of distance and, and, and like uh, doing things at a distance, but mm. it was off high school. After I left high school, we were working in the ed tech space where we're building uh, a platform, which was essentially like uh, a pathway for high school students to get into uni by providing them with uh, like didactic and academic resources, uh -huh. uh, sort of videos. And then we also did sort of in-person classes because we had like two centers uh, in Cameroon, one in the capital city of Cameroon is Yaoundé. Hmm. We had one in Yaoundé, then another one in Douala, which is another city in Cameroon where like we sort of have like centers where we have students coming in and we teach different subjects, especially in STEM, because we're focusing on STEM. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we really wanted to get everything online. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was sort of a twisted battle. And eventually uh, we, we were forced to stop it in 2021 because it started in 2018, but 2021 stopped because uh, like people's, like those that were part of the group travels, others were doing other things and things were removing as well. So we decided to stop. Okay. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you have quite an entrepreneurial spirit, if I can say that. So it's something that you've always had. So like what really led you onto your entrepreneurial journey? Were you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, about entrepreneurial spirit or maybe uh, my journey as an entrepreneur, I think it all relates to where I grew up, right? Because both my parents are in business, like deep, deep, deep in business. My dad like, is a businessman full-time. Mm -hmm. Since the time I, I, I started knowing him, like <laughs> <laughs> realizing he was my dad. 
So he's been in business and my mom as well. She's business full-time as well. Mm. So growing up, I had the chance at like quite a young age when I was nine, I used to like do sort of inventory management for my father, going like to the market, getting things and all those things. So early on, I just realized that uh, the, the, the fastest way to wealth creation is sort of owning your own uh, business or building something yourself, something like that. Mm. So I, I don't like just being exposed to that made me realize that, okay, I, I definitely uh, will want to also build something of my own and see how that can go. So yeah. I think the mindset has been in me since I was young. Uh, but I, <clears throat> growing up, I, I took a lot of things. I tried a lot of things. Maybe when I was, I think maybe 16, I, uh, 16, yeah. 17, I was doing sort of this business where I imported things from China. Then mm. I sold them in Cameroon and things. So I, I, I tried a lot of things. And yes. yeah, it's turning out well, uh, I guess. So yeah, it's, I think it's mainly from my background, like uh, where I grew up and the people that surrounded me as, as I was growing up as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting because I feel like I've also. I mean, everybody wants to start a business, right? And yeah, but it's always not that easy. Um, but I think what what's cool or what I admire about you is that you the persistence, right? It's very easy to like you say your first business just it which is what's the word disintegrated. Um. But then you yeah. you didn't like okay you know I'm done you you found something else that you're passionate about and you're trying to make a social impact and you pursued that and and it's obviously something that you're trying to grow so I think it's very easy to give up when you have like those first or second failures but I think it's just the the persistence <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's what the persistence yeah mm. yeah I mean I if I can just also add something so like I also started a business um yeah clothing i'm not sure if i ever told you to you but i did start like a a fashion thing i don't think so yeah um but like it, i started it in 2019 it was more like a hobby right but yeah then at some point it just became too much work and you know sometimes when you're not seeing you think starting a business and tomorrow you're gonna see like a hundred thousand in your account yeah exactly <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> like that um and then like sales take long and it takes a long time to realize a profit right um yeah. so i think also when you see when you don't see that immediately or as quick you get so disheartened and you're like no i'm just gonna give up and i'm gonna stop um so i fell into that trap and then i was like okay mm -hmm. you know i'm just gonna take a, a break um take but then it comes down these. to the passion and the why again yeah. yes that's true that's um, true yeah because so that's one big thing about entrepreneurship is uh also the why uh you're trying to solve a problem because uh most of the times you're going to get like hard hard beats like you will you will hit yourself so hard uh, on the journey that you almost want to give up but it's it's understanding one the why you're doing it mm -hmm. and uh how like are you, are you ready to give what it takes, right? Are you ready to pay the price it takes to be able to solve this problem or to bring this solution that you're proposing for people to adopt it? So you should measure the pros and the cons. And if that works for you, then there will be hard days, of course. There will always be hard days in yes. the journey. But yeah, as long as you know the why, then I think it's, it's enough to keep you going as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, I think it's just the access to information, right? And access to resources and... Um finding the right tools and the support structure. Yeah. So yeah. just 
following up on that, what are some of the, the resources that have helped you along your journey? Um, yeah, that you could share with others possibly. <laughs> yeah, I would say um, talking about resources is also uh, being uh, in, in, in the right space, right? In the right space with people that are also seeing things the way you see. Uh, for example, in my case, I started off my second venture at in college, like at the African Leadership College. And good enough, they, there were systems in place that were ready to support uh, entrepreneurship, support uh, students that are venturing or trying to build something. So early on, I had a lot of access to mentors and advisors where I could like expose my idea, get their critics, get their feedback and see how you can then iterate on that. So I'll say one of the earliest access that you want to have as well is uh, advisors and mentors, people that or actually have some experience, <clears throat> especially in this space in which you're building, because it is very hard to like figure things out on your own and it takes longer, right? Because yes. uh, I think there's this saying that a conversation, like a one hour conversation with an expert is worth more than reading an entire book about a, a particular subject, right? Mm. So if you talk to someone that knows something very well, it, it will be way better than going and reading and researching about that thing and things like that. So if you have access to expert early on, that is good for you. Uh, then uh, another thing is also having people that could also believe in your vision, like supportive team or a supportive co-founder sort of, because again, building a startup is not a, it's not a one person's uh, journey. Like it, it will be very hard for you to like do everything on your own, do everything alone. So getting a team, the right team that will be able to support you. That, that's a good thing. Yeah. And I think another thing will also be access to information, right? Uh, knowing the right things to do, knowing the the right programs to get into, especially in the early days, because there are some things that you wouldn't know if you don't have access to certain type of information. Maybe, for example, funding opportunities, uh, networking opportunities, you don't know who you'll meet, you don't know who might be your next investor or who might be your next uh, business partner, things like that. Yeah. So I think it's also about access to the right information in your own space that can guide you on on the path to building your own startup. Yeah. yeah. So I think those are things that have really helped me. I mean, in my case, they've really been helpful. Yes. Yeah. I think it's just building your own network and surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Because also, I mean, if you're not yeah. in the right circle, then you're not gonna, you're not gonna grow, or you're not gonna get what you want, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the right way of putting it. <laughs> mm, I mean, it's it's about it's just, being in the right circle. Yes, yeah, and surrounding yourself with people who also are passionate and share the same visions, and you know, I think you can feed off that. Um, yeah. yeah, sure. No, that's that's very cool. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for you, how do you see yourself? developing going forward i mean you obviously it seems like you have a clear vision for your career and your you know your what you want to achieve in life but like you know with all the challenges not to say everything is always a, a straight line <laughs> um, yeah. it's always ups and downs but how do you see yourself developing for your for your own growth yeah um yeah for me uh i'm sort of a a very strategic a very strategic person like making plans uh but again i would like to acknowledge first that plans don't always go as planned so mm -hmm. it's something to take note of 
but the way I see things evolving, because uh, I'm current, I'm doing my master's this year. Once I finish, I want to fully focus on uh, developing my business and the startup. Yeah. So for the next 10 years, I see that it will, it will be possible to expand to the, the five countries that I listed earlier mm. and try to offer our service to, we will form up to like uh, 25 million people that will be able to access the service across these five countries. So if we're able to expand there and give the service as we plan, then uh, perhaps we'll be, we'll be getting there in, in 10 years. Uh, but again, uh, there are a lot of variables. Yeah. Uh, I have like plan Bs, plan Cs that can also work out in case things don't go as planned. I, I'm taking another uh, course in international business and trade, uh, which will be, um, I'm planning to take that course in in China at this you know, university called Tsinghua University. Mm. So yeah, I might want to go there uh, to, to get a course in international business and trade. And the idea is also to is also to give myself access, right? Because yes. uh, the more people you know in different spaces, the easier it is for you to navigate on the global uh, scene. So um, I've known a couple of people in the West. So now I'm trying to orient myself towards the East as China, Russia, all those places yes. to also build, also build connections out of those places. So if the first phase doesn't go like as planned, I'll tend to do other alternative and go there, tap into the resources. Because those guys also, they, they're doing great things. But just that the way the world is structured, uh, attention is always more towards the West, the US and mm. all those. Yeah, yeah. But then if you if you check well, you will see that a lot of great things are happening that, that side as well. So I'm also looking to going there, tapping into their resources and then uh, of course, putting it at my own advantage and also trying to uh, build on my own life. But again, long run, long run. Uh, one yes. day I want to be into politics. So, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now, yeah, because I, I have a, I have sort of um, a very strong tie at my country, which uh, I, I really want to be able to support at the larger scale. And one thing that is also fortifying this is we we had this um we had this uh talk with one with the he's, he's the minister of innovation in Sierra Leone he's a very mm -hmm. uh guy uh, he was telling us about how it is very important for those that actually understand and actually have access to resources as maybe people that have access to yes. going to big schools and things like that to actually get into public service. Because more often, I don't know if it's the case in South Africa, you see, I don't want to call them like dumb people, but people that are not so visionary, taking yes. decisions okay. for people that could do better, right? You have people that you clearly know that this person is not as qualified to own this particular space in government or in politics, or that they are there, that the ones taking decisions that will affect generations and things like that. But then mm -hmm. why not then? why don't they maybe the smarter people go and take those decisions on their behalf yeah but again that's a very long-term plan but uh in the short term maybe for the next 10 years uh it's basically around business and building yeah oh my <laughs> just listening to you speak i'm like so it's just making me rethink my whole life now <laughs> <laughs> no you're so you have like this vision and you it seems like you're so strict not strict but like you're so set on you know 
where you see how you see yourself developing and where you see yourself going which is so important i think a lot of when i was your age i can say that right oh why shouldn't i say that <laughs> letting Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone maybe know you can say that. i'm old <laughs> <laughs> but i know when i was Little your age older, i was yeah. i was so lost so confused i didn't know what i wanted to do I wanted to be a nurse i wanted to be a wrestler <laughs> You wanted to be a wrestler. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a topic That's for another interesting. day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. um, Okay. and now I'm in text, right? So it's like, Yeah. um, I didn't really know what I wanted for life. And I think it's so important as like, as you, someone who's young as you, I mean, you're in your twenties, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Early twenties. I mean, this, yeah, early twenties. <laughs> Yeah. um, do you already have this picture of how you see yourself? And what you want for yourself. I think it's so important because that shapes the next 10 to 15 years of your life. Um, so no, really well done for, for being on the path. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love hope I'm you. on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> if you could say who's been the most influential person in your life, like for you, who have you looked up to, who has kind of shaped a lot of, you know, where you are today and where you're going? Uh, I don't know if this cliche or whatever, but it's it's my dad. That's for sure. Yeah. Because for context, um, the reason why I, I admire my dad so much is his uh, own hard work and his realization of life in itself, in the sense that uh, my dad, like when I was born, okay, my parents are very, very, very young. When I was born, my dad was 19. I'm the first child. And my mom was like 16. Uh, but then uh, growing up, I actually met a lot of people that do not have like Like their, their parents are like separated uh, for one reason or the other, uh, mainly on the father's side that is not willing to take responsibility and things like that, right? And I relate so much because uh, my girlfriend had that, like just disappeared after she was born. And she has been entirely raised by her mom. And I really see the impact that having both my parents, especially my father being there, did that manly figure in your life when you're growing up has had on me as a person, right? So, like, I look up to my dad so much uh, for the courage he has had to take on on his responsibilities at a very young age. Yes, I'm yeah. older than 19. I don't know if I had a child at 19. I don't know how I would react. I would be probably very scared. Uh, but, yeah, but he took upon it and was like, okay, this is me. This is my, uh, this is my choice. This is my decision. Let me, let me own it fully, right? <
I'll come I'll come to you for advice and guidance on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean I, I appreciate that it's not always easy, right? And everything hasn't been smooth sailing. So what are some of the, the challenges that you faced um along the way? And yeah, from those challenges, what advice could you give to to others listening? Um yeah, I, I faced a couple of challenges. I will start with uh, maybe on the, the school side, right? Because I remember, I don't know how school is structured in SA or uh, anywhere around people listening to the podcast, but in Cameroon, we have a seven-year uh, high school cycle. The first half is, is five years. Okay. You spend in lower secondary, then upper secondary is two years. So when I was in lower secondary, in my final year, uh, I, I got a scholarship into an international school in Cameroon because okay. uh, I, I performed quite well at the final exam. Mm -hmm. So I got a scholarship there. <clears throat> so the scholarship was, uh, I don't, it's, an, it's an IB, International Baccalaureate. I don't know if you've ever heard about it. Uh, yeah, it's a, like, mm -hmm. a diploma that is recognized across all schools everywhere. You don't need to convert traits and everything. Okay. So I got a scholarship into that school. And it was like the first school that offered that degree, that program in Cameroon. I got there on my first year, it was free, a scholarship, like it was free. Then the second year, for some reason, the terms changed and I had to pay for the last year there. Oh. But then, yeah, but it was super expensive. Like it's a very high-end school, super expensive. Like you go there with uh, children that are, their parents are ambassadors and things like that. Oh. So it was like quite expensive. So my dad was like, hey, bro, I can't pay this money. You know I can't pay it. So... Um, then it was a, a hard stop for me, sort of, because I was so engaged on that journey. I I had started writing my essays because I was applying for like Ivy League schools in the US. I was applying to Harvard. I was applying to uh, Columbia. I applied to MIT. So I already had a whole box of schools that I was applying to. Mm -hmm. And that particular diploma would have made things way, way, way easier for me. To get in. Mm. Yeah, to get in. Uh, but like things were just not going to happen the way that uh, it had it was planned out. So eventually the decision was that I should drop. So I left, I left the school. It was the, oh. one of the hardest, yeah. that was one of the hardest moments for me as a young person and a student. So I left the school, which was very comfortable. Everything was good. Like the school was good. Yeah. So I left the school. I had to go back to my old school. In Cameroon, schools can con a class can contain up to one hundred students. Sure, okay. One classroom. Wow. Yeah, so I had to go by in those conditions. Living from a classroom that was we were like uh, ten in class, I went back to about one hundred people in class, and yeah, readapting and reintegrating the system was very hard. Shifting the mindset and everything was very hard, and eventually it um yeah it it was hard, but uh. My mom is always somebody that also really motivated me a lot. So, yeah, I, I got really motivated to uh, keep working, keep uh, believing in myself and things like that. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I eventually picked up uh, good enough. I performed so well in, in the school, in my high school where I went back. So it was good. It was good in the end. And, yeah, I after high school, I saw my friends with whom I were in the the international school, all of them were traveling out and everything. I was yeah. like, Jesus, this could have been me as well. What happened? <laughs> what happened? But yeah. I was like, well, it's my own path. It's my own path. Uh, path. It's my own journey. Yeah. So I just, I was just resilient enough and 
yeah, eventually I also got my own opportunities and I took up to them and I kept working hard. Yeah, the, yeah, that's one of the that's one of the major lessons I will share, maybe about my challenges that I've faced. And I think it just portrays a lot of um resilience in the face of adversity and determination also and knowing like what you want and knowing what you can do, like what you're worth, right? So yeah, yeah. maybe that's I, I will share that, yeah. No, that's, yeah, I can understand that because, I mean, it's not necessarily by choice, right? It's due to, I don't know, like financial, economic financial, yeah. Yeah, conditions, you know, and a lot of people face the same thing. Cool that you, you didn't let that affect you, right? Like you're saying you were resilient, you, you still, mm-hmm. you kept the determination and you still pulled through. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people can, can appreciate that. Um, still, you know, trying to make it better yeah. for your family as well, for yourself and for yeah. your family. Yeah. That's true. Um, so yeah, so I mean, let's say for example, I was I was your age or I was a, a youngling <laughs> um, and I wanted to start my own business or, you know, I wanted to just redevelop myself. You know, I'm lost and I don't know what to do. What advice would you give me? Um, okay, in terms of like a business advice or just like about self? Um, um, so let's say I don't know what to study and I'm torn between... Mm-hmm two different things, right? I mean, you were also in a yeah. place where you, you were studying something, you weren't feeling it, you moved to something else. So let's say I'm there, yeah. but I also <clears> have, I'm passionate, I have a hobby that I'm passionate about. Maybe I'm good with craft or designing, for example, and I could yeah. maybe want to pursue that as well. What advice would you give me to, to get the best of both? You know? Okay. Okay. I get the question. Yeah. Uh, I would say, um, I say, well, you have you have if you have a passion that's really a good thing right because mm-hmm. uh, with passion they with passion and good strategy uh monetization can come into place if you're good at designing if you're good at playing an instrument if you're good at singing if you're even good at making people laugh like you can you can make money out of it if you have a good strategy yeah. um yeah for me there's this narrative around uh the degrees are not important, school is not good, diplomas and all this. It's a system that is planned to make you work for the rest of your life and things like that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do believe uh, in, in education, maybe not in the systems, but in, in education in itself, right? Yes. Uh, in having access to knowledge. I think it is very important if you are stuck between two, I, w- I would advise to at least... Uh, pursue education to a certain degree because the more you go the more your understanding of a lot of things the more your brain opens to to understanding a lot of things right so you can pursue a degree and then do your passion as a side hustle as you go through your degree yeah then eventually you get to a point where you're like i have had sufficient knowledge i've had sufficient connection because also going to school is also about the connection that you make the access to people right because again People usually say there is literally no difference between what is taught in a class in Harvard and a class in, in a school in South Africa. The difference is the place, the location, the access to the type of people that you have access to, right? So for me, that's one thing that I, I, I really want to take advantage of, meeting this type of people. So going to school is about the journey, the people you meet, the experiences you create and things like that, which I think is very important. Yeah. Then again, you can go through that experience and then you build on your own self through those experiences. 
the people that you meet might become the first people to come for your, your concert. If you like singing, they might be the first people to buy your product. If you launch a new product, things like that. So you can go through that journey and then build on yourself, build on your product, build on your own passion along the, along the line, right? And then maybe when you feel ready 100%, you leave everything and then you focus fully on on your passion so long as, as it makes you happy so long as it can put food on your table i mean you you also have to eat you have to get something yes. um yeah yeah to keep yourself alive sort of so so long as you can fill all those gaps i think it is important to uh follow it as well mm. no i i like that actually it's about finding the don't lose your don't lose something you're passionate about because i guess it yeah. also keeps you keeps you going in a way mm. keeps you going exactly finding your balance i mean mm. no wow yeah. okay i feel like we've <laughs> this has been a really great conversation um i've actually i feel a bit more inspired if i'm being honest like i'm just thinking oh. about things i <laughs> i should have done <laughs> but anyway it's not too late it's never too late to... no it's never it's never too late i promise you <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i'm gonna throw you a bit of a a weird question but if yeah. you had a million dollars today what would you do with it <laughs> uh, okay <clears throat> yeah if i had a million dollars today i think one thing that i i know for sure is uh the aspect of investing in real estate mm. i will i will invest in real estate okay. be it real estate development or um be it acquiring property right i think that one is always something that is um more or less tangible and it it, it appreciates in value as time goes by so i think that that's one of the first investments that i have thought of doing if i get enough cash because at least um you know that is there yeah, like you passive can income, see yeah. It. It's a passive income. yeah and then yeah yeah and it generates you sort of passive income unlike uh, investing maybe in stocks or things like that, which is a good option, but is uh, very, very volatile in the sense that things can go down and your stock disappear, but yeah. your house will never disappear unless, of course, they say an earthquake or maybe a disaster, but mm. and this is less risky. Yeah, I think I'll invest in real estate, yeah, if I had a million dollars. That's a very good answer for thinking on your feet. <laughs> very mature <laughs> answer. <laughs> I like your thinking. I really like your mindset. Um, but yeah, I feel like I, I need to let you go back to changing the world or trying to change the world. <laughs> but before I do, I have one last question. Um, okay. What, this is something I ask all the guests that come on, but it's just to give a bit yeah. of, to get a feel for everybody's journey. Um, yeah. What's one word that you would use to describe your journey so far? And of course, your journey to come. So, I mean, yeah, technically two words, one for your journey so far and one for your mm. journey to come. Uh, my journey so far, I can describe it by saying it's been uh, growth, mm -hmm. like growth. Yeah. yeah. Then for my journey to come, um, I see it more like realization. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like bringing things, bringing things that are inside the air to life like, yes yeah no, that's, that's cool. how that's that's what i would say yeah mm. no i like that i like yeah. that <laughs> thank you so much evans it's been really fun having you having you on today um and I'm, i must say like i'm really proud to to see your growth 
or to see you <laughs> making all these strides to for your future and for your development. Yeah. So, well done. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. The pleasure is mine, of course. Uh, <laughs> thank you for setting this up. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I can only wish to see this podcast grow. I can't wait to go on Spotify or any platform and start getting a lot of bangs from your, your podcast. So uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Mm, thank you. And I think we'll definitely bring you on again, maybe like next year when you're in China. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's save this for, for reference next year. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so good luck. Why don't you, your app is on social media, right? LinkedIn or? Yeah, LinkedIn, yeah. Okay. If you want to maybe just share the name so we can all see how it grows and yeah, follow the journey. Okay, okay. So you can check it out on LinkedIn. You just type in Moto and then it's going to appear and then you see. Okay, cool. We'll all yeah. and check it out. Cool. Evans, thank you so much. Thank you, Leila. It's been a pleasure. Mm.